Good morning, everybody. Hey, welcome to Friday. It is the 14th of April. Hope you're doing well and had a great week. Uh, we close out the week so far looking pretty good. Uh, gold and uh, silver both had good weeks this week. Um, and we'll talk about that and more. When Dave joins us here in just a few moments, we got retail sales this morning, um, some economic news coming, and the bank's reporting. So a lot to talk about this morning. Glad you're here with us. Join us again uh, as we look at what can we control. You can control the amount of risk you have in your portfolio. You just need to know what that risk is and how it lines up with the amount of risk you should have based on your age, where you are in life and your risk tolerance. Give us a call, 863-382-0037 to schedule your core retirement design. With that, we've got Dave. And I'm next. Point seven light FM, it's Lady Gaga there. Hello there, I'm Morning Dave. We're at 841 now, 19 before nine. Monday and Tuesday of this week, we're really, really quiet. And then on Wednesday, we got some information, enough to keep us busy. And then Thursday got busy, and this morning, the floodgates are opening up on financial news this morning. Let's head down to the offices of Statler Financial Services and Philip Statler, who is on the line and fully informed this morning. Philip, good morning. Happy Friday. Hey, man, I hope you're doing well. It is uh, it is Friday. Um, I hope folks are getting their taxes done because they got a couple more days to get that finished up. And uh, and then, uh, hey, you know, the markets, they've been up and down, but this could be a end up being a decent week. It's looking like maybe, you know, based on yesterday, you and I both were looking at the producer price index numbers, the wholesale inflation numbers yesterday morning and saw kind of a muted response to them. But boy, once they had a chance to digest the numbers and got a little bit more data as the uh, day progressed. We had a darn good day yesterday. The Dow was up 383 points. That's a full 1.14%. Standard & Poor's was up 54.5. NASDAQ was up 237 points. That's just a hair short of a full 2% increase. I can't help but think that everybody was looking at the inflation number from the producer prices and add that into the uh, the, the, the pricing pressures going down and retail sales, and everybody's thinking, oh, my Lord, maybe they aren't going to hike another interest rate on us next month. Dreamers. Yeah, yeah, dream, dream, right? Because uh, we still got more economic data to come, and we got a heck of a lot more earnings. I mean, we're just getting started. Uh, I got to just uh, kind of pre-warn you that the banks look pretty good, Dave. Well, that, 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 I've always said they're a canary in the coal mine because they got enough fingers in enough sectors to the point where when the banking industry has a good season, that generally is a harbinger of uh, pleasant surprises to come. We start the morning out with a couple of government data dumps to talk about. First of all, retail sales in March. That's, that's kind of an earth-shaking mover, and it was not what we expected. Retail sales during the month of March down a full 1%, and even once you pulled cars and automotive goods out of it, still down eight-tenths of a percent. That was like double what the market was expecting, right? It really is, Dave. I mean, you look at it, and the U.S. retail sales were expected to drop, but only by about a half a percent. And you're right. I mean, a 1%, it, it doubled what was expected. Same on uh, retail sales minus autos. They expected about a four-tenths of a percent decline, and they got an eight-tenths percent decline. 
Hey, looking at uh, month over month, though, the, mm-hmm. the U.S. Uh, overall retail sales were, were pretty close. I mean, they, they were down minus four last month. So uh, expectation was pretty close, but that's, that's still a pretty big decline from that. And retail sales minus autos were only down a tenth of a percent last month. So, yeah, um, the, yeah, the delta wasn't exactly what we had in mind to the process. One bit of good news as far as inflation numbers are concerned, import prices, we're only getting bits and pieces out of what they got. But excluding autos, import prices were down a half a percent last month, which is an inflationary expectation number that we can be relatively happy with. We were talking before we went on the air that we kind of are into this bad news is good news, bad news news for the economy is good news for the probability the Fed isn't going to bump the interest rates up. But that psychology tends to change during earnings season because it changes their expectations of what stocks can do, right? Well, that's right. Um, it does, because when you're when we're talking about the markets, then the expectation is you're buying a stock based on what the forward-looking projections are for that mm-hmm. stock. And so, if they have a good quarter and they have a good outlook for the next quarter, well, that's going to bode well for that stock. But as we've seen in the past, they can have a good quarter, but not look forward with much good news and their stock will drop. And so um, that's what we're looking at kind of right now. And through the last earnings season, we did learn one thing for sure. Expectations and guidance were uh could be an absolute poison pill. I mean, if you beat the street, make a gob of money, everything looks absolutely great, and you say, well, the year ahead isn't going to look too hot, your stock's going to hit the toilet in a heartbeat, isn't it? It really is, because that's what the market is. It's forward-looking. It wants to know how much that company's going to make and pay me uh, in dividends or capital gains. Absolutely. So that that starts us out with the morning. The it relatively good news from the standpoint of expectations for an interest rate bump, but at the same time we're starting earnings season in the big days today, and that's the financials. We get a lot of the big financials come in, and they are kind of canaries in a coal mine as far as what they can do uh, with all the other sectors, because virtually everybody uses a bank, and that ends up meaning if the banks are doing well, that means more sectors that do business with them are doing well, and we had one of them end up turning into a world beater, J.P. Morgan Chase, I gather. J.P. Morgan, man, they just um, exploded this last quarter. I mean, their um, income from interest net increased almost 50% from a year ago. Um, That tells you what interest rate hikes have done and helped the banks out. Um, We've got earnings uh, they came in at uh, $4.32 versus $3.41 that was expected. Um, they Revenue was over $3 billion more than had been anticipated. Uh, J.P. Morgan Chase, they're getting close to $40 billion in revenue. They were at $39.3, um, some big numbers. And I got to tell you, they, they're getting a nice little jump this morning up over five and a half, actually over five and three quarters, hitting about 5.8 right now. Wow. You know, I've, I've, one of the points of wisdom that I'd always heard before is that investors aren't only ha- aren't, aren't all that happy with a major league miss to the positive side, too, only on the grounds that, wait a minute, you guys didn't see this coming? Give us some guidance ahead of time. But it is good news, isn't it? Absolutely is. Um, hey, let's go to the next one that kind of hit the chart and had a good quarter. And that's, uh, we talk a lot of bad stuff about Wells Fargo because they have mm-hmm. a lot of issues, but they had a good quarter. Um, good. They, uh, they, they, they came in at a dollar 
23 versus 113 expected. And then you look at a year ago, they only made 90 cents a share. So, so a big beat there. Now, revenue, not a big, not, not like JP Morgan, not a huge jump in revenue. Um, but, but it beat expectations uh, by, by, you know, a couple, couple hundred million. So, so that was, that was good news for them. And then we've got, uh, let's see if I can find where I put them. There they are. They're up three and a half percent this morning. Cool. Well, so, so far, all you've got is merry sunshine for me this morning. Hey, most of it is merry sunshine today for a change, Dave. Uh, we had BlackRock report, the investment management. Now, they're not a, a really a bank, but they're an investment management company, probably one of the biggest mm-hmm. ones out there. Um, they beat as well by uh, almost 20 cents a share. Uh, revenue was basically in line with expectations. So they're trading up about 1.4% this morning. We had uh, PNC and Citibank both uh, reported today as well. Uh, PNC, uh, they beat by almost 30 cents a share. Uh, revenue, though, was uh, they're, they're one of the few that revenue actually missed. Uh, they came in just a little bit shy of what was expected of them. Um, and they've been bouncing around because of that. They were down just a little bit earlier. Now they're up about a half a percent. And then the last one is Citibank that we have. Now that one, I, that one I consider kind of important because they're a super consumer bank. They, they are. And it's kind of funny because on my tip sheet, they didn't give me much information other than their first quarter uh, topped expectations. I mean, there's no commentary. There's nothing about them. Uh, maybe something will come out later today, uh, but they're trading up 1.8% this morning. Um, and yeah, and that in a consumer-driven economy is good news. So let's cross our fingers they aren't hiding anything by being obtuse with their initial report release. Exactly. Again, setting the setting the table, it was a gradual uptick. Everybody was happy yesterday. Nothing went down at least as far as the major indexes, and we had a darn good day at the end of the day, 45 minutes before we open. What are we looking at this morning on the futures? Well, we're going to be kind of flat this morning, Dave, as we head out. <clears throat> Everything on the futures market has gone red. Uh, we've got the uh, S&P 500 down $7. We've got the uh, Dow Jones 30 down $11. And the big loser right now is the NASDAQ 100 down seven tenths. That's like $91. I do have a shade of green, though, in the Russell 2000, uh, up about three-tenths of a percent right now. A little green is better than no green. That's right. And now we're seeing gold and silver give back. They were positive earlier this morning, uh, but now we see silver giving back about a third of a percent, still uh, well above 25 at $25.82 an ounce. Gold's down 1.1%, down to uh, $2,032.00. And then crude oil is heading the wrong direction, up about two-tenths this morning to $82.30, which I think is less than where it was yesterday morning. I think it was. I think we were up in the upper range of the 82s yesterday morning. So I'll take a trading range just as long as it stays put. I can get used to anything. I may not like it, but I can get used to it. Overseas markets, the Asian rim almost universally up this morning at 6 a.m. when they hit the close. Europe is also up. They evidently like our results as well. As a matter of fact, the, uh, the Italian markets are up by, uh, wow, over a full percent halfway through. The rest of them up basically about a half a percent halfway through their trading day. Uh, getting a plan and taking advantage of opportunities, too. That's all part of retirement planning, and it all varies depending upon how old you are. How fast do I need to get with you in terms of being able to get that retirement plan going for me, Philip? 
You know, two things you need to look at, Dave. If you are five years out or less from retirement, it's important that you put together a plan. If you're already retired, you still have time. It's vitally important that you put together a plan to make sure that you're on the right track. In my case, I should have retired five years ago. I'm in deep doo-doo, right? (laughs) (laughs) There's still help for you, buddy. Um, Give us a call for our core retirement design at 382-0037. And then join us this weekend for the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk 730 and 95.3 FM. All righty. And I will see you here on Monday morning with an update as to what happened to us today and over the weekend. Fair enough? Fair enough, buddy. Have a great weekend. Thank you, my friend. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services. Philip Statler. You can't see it. But- Again, folks, it's that core retirement design that's going to help you put you on the path to make sure that you have the retirement you always dreamed of. Make sure that you are heading in the right direction. Give us a call, 863-382-0037. Hey, with that, have a great weekend. Catch us again Monday morning, same time, same place. Bye now.